Hello and welcome to Let the Bird Fly, a podcast about living freely in a world given back to us. It's Wade and Mike in the studio, continuing our Winging It series on the life and thought of Martin Luther. This will be the last one of basically Luther's life, although Luther already died in our series, but we're going to talk today about uh, Katie and their children. And then we're not exactly sure how many we're going to have afterwards, but we're going to have kind of a postlude. We're going to have what happens afterwards. I think yeah. that's natural. So we're going to so- move beyond Luther chronologically, but not beyond Luther thematically because the whole next 30 years is going to be um, Luther's colleagues and heirs yes. um, trying to, to vie for um, what was, right, what what is it to be a Lutheran. So this is sort of a last one in the way we've been doing it, but we are definitely not at the end of our series. we got a little ways to go. But we're going to have to stop it eventually, Wade. I mean, we can't just keep going like all the way until like 2022. Like we're going to have to, though. we're going to have to stop. Yeah. We're going to have to stop. stop in America. <laughs> no, we're not going to stop in America. We are going to stop. We're going to be solidly in central Europe when we stop. We're not moving on. Sounds fair. I got to move on with my life. That's true. I do. I do. I got to, I got to move on with my life. So today we're going to talk about uh, what happens to Katie after Luther's death and also mention as much as we can about uh, uh, their children. Now there are quite a few books on uh, Katie, um, uh, not a whole lot of information on the children and the books on Katie. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, I don't want to say speculations, maybe too hard, harsh of a word. Um, but there's a lot of filling in the gaps, right? We, we just don't have as much information as we would like on, on Katie Luther. And so the people who have done the work and, and written volumes on Katie Luther, I mean, they really, you got to dig deep to get some of these things. And, uh, but there's definitely some filling in of the gaps um, as, as we go. So I, and I don't know if you, you, you've thought that as you've, you've read stuff on, on uh, Catherine von Bora later, uh, Catherine Luther, um, you know, there is a kind of wide variety of opinions on some of, some of the stuff that happens precisely because you have to fill in some of the gaps. So, uh, Luther passes away, um, and Katie is left in somewhat of a precarious position because of the laws of the day, not just the culture of the day, but because of the particular laws of Saxony of that day of how to, uh, what is going to be her economic future. So uh, I try to impress this upon uh, my students as we look at the Old Testament on, for a woman in the Old Testament in particular, what it meant to not have children or to have children, and it's completely different than the way we think about having children today. For example, uh, we kind of think about children as accessories. We, we pick them. Um, and then we dress them up and they look good and, and we choose how many we have. But um, for, for, for the ancients, uh, children were considered not a burden but a gift, although they could be considered a burden as well. Um, but they certainly weren't like the accessory to our lives that we would have. And for a woman um, uh, to have a male son... Usually, as opposed to a female son, kind of says it, yeah. <laughs> uh, to have a male heir, I was going to say heir. I'm like, I don't know if heir is the right word there. So I came up with son to have a, a son meant that you had power, um, in the next generation after your husband left and you, you would have economic security. Right. 
and 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 so to so when you look at the Old Testament and you're like, why are these women so concerned about having children? Well, first it was considered a gift of God, and if you didn't have that gift, you were a curse. But also, there's some economic ramifications of not having specifically a son. Yeah, if you, if you think to the um, to the New Testament, this is one of the things that always strikes me with a uh, in Luke's gospel with the widow at Nain. You know where Luke notes. Not only was this her son who died, but this was her only son. Right. This was her economic lifeline. And so that text becomes even more rich when Jesus encounters it because people aren't just mourning the tragedy of she lost um, a uh, uh, offspring, mm-hmm. but she in many ways lost her future stability. Mm-hmm. And that that, that that's the the case for much of human history and yeah. still very much the case now. Yeah. I mean, today, I mean, at, at yeah. Time. And I, even today, I, I mean, losing, Let's, Trisha would be, uh, she would get the life insurance and she would be, I mean, she already has a better job than me, Sure, but, but I'm not saying better in that I, I'm not making a difference because yeah. I think you see me make a difference, yes. but, but economically, well, there's certainly, uh, Trisha would be in a better position than Katie or, um, the widow at Nain, right. um, but there would be a, a loss of income, right? I mean, it's not a, it's not nothing, right? Yeah, but it's I think nothing. the life insurance would make up, right? If she invested it well. Now the big question is, is as she weighs the economic differences and the trouble of living with you right now, uh-huh. that would be like. No, when I say better off, I don't just mean yeah. economically. I mean, like, mm, yeah. you know, but for Katie, right? This is. Even even thing. even if Luther mm-hmm. was the worst husband ever, right, and she felt better off without him, there was still going to be some huge economic ramifications. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so um, I don't know how much you can rattle off about Saxon law when it comes to comes to this. I don't know that I have. It's very complicated. Um, um, it's not guaranteed that the children would be under her complete control that they could, they would have, maybe somebody else would take over the decision-making of Hans, where he would go to school and stuff like that. Um, it's, uh, there was a law that, and, and this is not just exclusive to Saxony, but here's what a woman gets. She gets the jewelry, she gets some furniture, she gets um, some keepsakes, maybe a little bit of money, but generally not going to be able to retain possession and ownership of land. Yeah, and the odd thing, it, or the thing that Luther does out of the norm, though, is that he does leave these things to her in right. his will, right? That this, um, <clears throat> which is interesting um, to consider in and of itself, but he does designate stuff to her. Yeah, and so the, it, it becomes kind of uh, a legal fight, right? right? And so even though Luther says, this is what I want, um, and it seems that maybe he drags his feet a little bit there. Like he doesn't write the will right away. Like maybe he should have done it a little bit earlier. And then do you when, have will? when he does, I do. You, you are always so prepared. When he, when he does. Um, I'm going to write my will right now. You don't have a will? No. I don't even know what I have. Trisha, I probably have. I don't even, I couldn't even find my bank account, so I wanted to. Trisha does not have a will. We don't, I don't think we have a will, no. I'm right now. I do. I just I'm studying the hiding right now. Doctor Johnston. Oh my gosh. Will. Um, I worry about you. 
in a lot of different ways. It's official if I put last will and testament. Right? <laughs> That's right. So um, there would even have to be like to Michael consent. I leave my everlasting friendship. <laughs> well, that's worthless. Thanks. Can I at least have some of your books? And some of my books. Okay. I don't want any of your bikes. Seriously? No, you give those to somebody else. No, I don't want them. I don't have room my for them. I don't have room for them. I'm trying to think who would want it. So I, by the way, I've been looking at. I, I saw something on the on the uh, I don't know Reddit or something about like crazy wills where like some people will purposely leave like one dollar to people that they don't like huh i'm gonna text my wife right now and ask if we got a will i don't know about well you you would have signed it do we have a okay. will? so in certain circumstances maybe the feudal lord would have to okay any kind of property being uh, given to certain people, including the wife. So this is actually a pretty complicated thing. And as, as you have alluded to, Luther is, if I, I don't think he was thought of this as progressive, but looking back, we would call it progressive mm -hmm. that he was, he was, he desired that Katie would be taken care of more than just the normal medieval Saxon way of dealing with widows and estates being handed down to generations. Well, and even to Luther's letters to her, I mean, often the titles that he use, uses for her jokingly, you know, um, good-natured, um, <clears throat> refer to the various economic roles that she played that were out of the norm often um, in Wittenberg. But uh, this often sometimes put Katie at odds with some of the other faculty wives in town, too, is that she was a very... Uh, I don't. I won't say independent, right? She didn't do these things independent from her husband and family, um, but she was very uh, entrepreneurial. Maybe we could say, mm -hmm. um, you know, brewing beer, having a fish pond, uh, um, uh, running basically the Black Cloister as a hotel or hostel. Um, she has her fingers in a lot of things, and so it's not as if Luther would be leaving it to her and, and saying, "Man, I hope she can manage this." He's kind of saying, like, "Hey." Katie can keep doing all the stuff that she's been doing for basically as long as uh, as we've been married. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is. She uh, he is definitely saying she was good to me, mm -hmm. right? And she deserves a little bit more than what she is gonna inherit. So let me just go through Luther's. Estate. Did you go to a lawyer for your will, or did you just write it? Um, the first one. <laughs> You've had multiple. Yeah, you have to update these things. Um, what do you want besides some of my books and my friendship? Uh, oh, I get the I get the Paul Bunyan trophy. You get it if Michigan wins. All right, you can put that in there that like your heirs can have it if Michigan State wins. But then I get it if Michigan wins. Like I have the, I. You get it if Michigan wins the year of my death. Well, no, I, I, I or you could say this gets passed on. No, it gets burned if they. Okay. Right. It gets set on a couch and burned. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk. Okay. Okay. Uh, the black cloister. So that's where they lived. That was a gift from um, from the uh, elector. Uh, was valued at six thousand gulden, 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 gulden. Duct tape to a couch. Yeah. Uh, but that was uh, too high. Um, and finally, there and was sold. For 3700 uh, There were gardens. 
that um, may have been worth close to a thousand golden, um, and uh, that would have been, I think, given to her. But then it was going to be sold out eventually. Um, as long as Katie was alive, um, the books and the household effects would not would not be divided among the heirs, but she would have that. Um, after her death, the children took over the estate in this way. Yes. All linens and feather beds went to uh, Margaret. The books went to the three sons. And the rest, the pewter, brass, copper furniture, were divided in equal parts. All right. There's the Zoldorf property, um, and that was one of contention that Luther had purchased for Katie, I believe. Uh, yes, I think you're correct. Yeah. And uh, that was sold uh, for just under 1000 gold. And I think so that was that's part of the when he threatened to leave Wittenberg, that was one of the places yeah. I think they thought he might move. And I believe after he died, um, they said, you don't need that. You don't want to go there. There's a lot of work there. We'll sell it, that kind of thing. And she insisted upon keeping that or tried to anyway. Okay. Um, there was um, some gold and silver. There was another house, which I was not aware of, Bruno Brower's little house that was sold in 1557 mm. later. Okay. Um, and then there would be some other payments um, that the elector would pay some of the children to, um, some of the uh, interest that came off of, of certain investments. All right. So just to give you kind of a feel for that, it's not a lot, but it's, it's certainly different, uh, going to be a lot more than just somebody um, who's like a peasant farmer something like that. Now, I like to switch gears a little bit and talk to, about Katie as refugee because there are multiple times when she has to, there's twice when she has to flee Wittenberg, right? The first one I believe is in the small Caldic Wars. Yeah, that's during the war. Yeah. So she flees to Magdeburg at that time, right? It's a good city. And then um, later um, she is going to flee, and I can't remember off the top of my head if that was the, another round of plague. Anyway, when she falls off the wagon, that's plague. Yeah. So when she when she she's going to return to Wittenberg, but then she's going to be a refugee again. Now, what 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 I found interesting that I did not really know right away is that um, in her time, uh, Melanchthon is going to kind of help her out a, a, a few in some mm -hmm. legal cases. She, he's going to be uh, rep, her her representative or at least be there with her. Um, but he, he says this, that she was mistreated in these last years and says this, when the war broke out, she wandered around in poverty with her orphan children, which maybe is a little bit much because she right. even had help from the King of Denmark. Right. There were certain people that did help amid very heavy burdens and great dangers. And besides the disregard and neglect which were common toward widows. She also felt the ingratitude of many of those from whom she had hoped for kindness on account of her husband's tremendous public service for the church. And she was scandalously disappointed. So she had reached out to certain people or these certain people should have reached out to her. So we can put it that way, I think, um, on certain occasions. And that did not happen. So I, I mean, to be serious here for a little bit, she is the widow of the most most famous person in Europe and a very influential person. 
who has a lot of enemies and she's in danger. You have the small cultic wars, right? Which is a religious war. And she is the widow of the person who started this reformation. Um, you have ongoing threats of the plague. You have a lot going on here and that she would be a refugee in any situation. I think, you know, maybe this is a little bit hyperbole, but it was scandalous, right? So she's a refugee, but she's also a rich refugee. I mean, she, you know, she has the King of Denmark on speed dial, right? She can call in favors when a lot of widows could not do that. So I don't, I, I, this is why I think maybe it, it's a little bit too much to say that she was destitute and she was in poverty. She certainly had uh, economic uh, uh, hurdles to overcome. And she certainly, I'm sure, felt all alone and that she thought that um, there could have been favors that she could have cashed in that were, um, that were neglected, that, were, um, um, that they were not, she was not taken care of as the way she should have considering her standing. So I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? That I think we can rightfully call her a refugee, but she's an upper-class refugee at the same time. So what do you think? So I was working on my will, Michael. Mm -hmm. You want to have so far? Uh, please share. To Michael, I leave my everlasting friendship mm -hmm. and some of my books mm -hmm. and my Paul Bunyan trophy, mm -hmm. which I say my because it's my... Yours right now. If Michigan wins the year of my death, if Michigan doesn't, the trophy gets burned duct taped to a couch in Michael's backyard. If Michael tries to rescue it, he has to be told, Michael, you are better than this. <laughs> Michael also gets my beard and three pairs of my contact lenses. <laughs> I would also ask that Michael ride my e-bike around my grave three times each year on the anniversary <laughs> of my death. This is kind of interesting because like, when it comes to uh, you know, legal wills and stuff, when you put that on somebody, do I have a, then a legal responsibility to do that? I would like to think so. I don't know. I don't know that I would. I would like you to consent on this episode of well, this session. I, I'd have to talk to my lawyer first <laughs> before I sign anything. No, I, I think um, to get it, it with Katie, um, Katie kind of has the life Luther feared she would have after his death. Um, these are the, the sorts of things he was nervous would happen. Um, the emperor does invade, so she's subject to war and has to flee. Um, she economically does not do as well as he hoped to set her up for, even though, as, as you said, Mike, maybe he didn't set it up as early or well as he could. Um, and uh, and the family, too, uh, will see that it's it's not an easy thing to live in Luther's shadow. Um, the kids uh, will have Hans, uh, Martin, Paul, and then Marguerite, the youngest daughter, um, Hans is kind of destined. Or Before we go to the children, oh. I, I made miss. She flees three times. Now that I have that correct, she fled fled the so small Caldic war, then came back, and I believe she the the second flight was also due to to that war. Could be. And then uh, she comes back. So um, her first this is in fifteen forty six and fifteen forty seven. She's back and forth. Um, there's still some legal stuff. Um, before the plague in 1552, that's when she flees, and then that's when she dies on that trip out. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. So, uh, let's talk about children, and then we'll come back, circle back to her death. Yeah, so um, Hans is uh, the oldest son, 
and he was supposed to study theology and he doesn't um, take to that so much and he will make his way towards um, towards law ironic yeah reversing what his, his father had done um, and he's going to end up an advisor in the Weimar court um, not one that necessarily stands out for uh, his greatness but he gets a gig there Martin um, is going to be supposed to do law, ends up doing theology, but never ends up getting a call as a pastor. And I believe it's Martin that the um, the Hendricks book notes is living later in the the Black Cloister and basically is an alcoholic and uh, that was Paul. And that's the stuff is in disrepair. Um, Paul is the youngest, age thirty, when his father dies, and he. Uh, Roper notes is going to have a full and successful career as a court physician right, okay. and settle in Leipzig. He's going to have six children. And then Marguerite um, is going to marry a Prussian nobleman who had studied at Wittenberg. She's going to have seven kids, but die at the age of 36 in 1570. And the Black Cloister, which had been their home, will be uh, um, sold in 1564, though it had been left to the uh, to the family in perpetuity. So... Um, all kids, all of the kids, kind of demonstrate it's uh, it's not an easy thing to be. Not that he was an overbearing father or anything, but um, I mean, you think of still today children of celebrities or of mm-hmm. important people. Uh, this can be a this can be a cross to bear. So, um, so Katie will uh, have her um, her legacy, obviously, as Luther's wife. Um, she will have some kids who do live on and, and, and go their own ways in life. Um, but even then, uh, she's going to see or oversee um, them taking kind of their own circuitous paths to stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie stayed in Wittenberg until September of 1552. Yep, and that's... Uh, she's going to die, and, and partly because she... Oh, yeah. um, only when the Black Cloister itself was visited by the plague did she leave and go to Torgau yep. for the sake of her children. And she'll fall out of a wagon. But on the way, the horses were frightened and threatened to drag the wagon off the road. Now, here's some speculation, probably. More for the sake of the children than for herself, Katie jumped. But hit the ground hard and fell into the ditch, which is full of cold water. The shock, difficult fall, and chill brought on uh, the sickness which she was sick for three months in bed in Torgau and slowly faded away. That according to Ernst Croker. And I believe that's where she's buried is, is Torgau because uh, when I was in in Torgau with uh, with our colleague Jason, I believe we visited her grave in the church right there. So she is going to outlive Luther by about six years, thereabouts. Um, so she does not have a long time when she she was she was a widow. Yeah. Um, but again, a fairly young children. I mean, it's not like a. But she was Luther was later in life when he had children. So, so was she because of her time being right. a nun. Um, it's not like the children were all settled down, right? There was still hanging on her heart. What's yep. going to happen to the future of our children? And because they're famous children, and because there's um, you know, legal things that have to happen and decisions that have to be made in particularly about Hans uh, and Paul's and Martin's education 
um, there was probably, uh, she felt like maybe some of the control was being slipped away, right? Uh, unfairly. At the same time, bec she had a chance to fight, um, which Luther granted her at the very least um, by writing a will that would have been um, unusual for the time and for the custom in Saxony of that era. And to be fair for, for some of the people in Wittenberg, too, that kind of get pointed out, well, she you know, would have hoped for more help from people. Um, we'll get to in the next sessions. Luther dies, and pretty soon right away, um, small call to court is undertaken, mm -hmm. and you're going to have um, Wittenberg captured. Um, you're going to have the elector of Saxony himself captured, um, a prisoner of war. Lose his title. Yeah, these are going to be years where, and so you have a new prince ruling, Moritz. Um, there's going to be years where nothing, Life isn't settled for pretty much anybody no, in Wittenberg. No. Um, you're, you're, doing, you're doing what you can to survive, probably. Yeah. And this is when the Adiaphoristic controversy will break out, the interim crises, which we'll talk about. So this was not like normal times, and people are like, forget Katie. Mm -hmm. um, this was upheaval. Yeah, so uh, we're, we always have refugees in the news uh, and today, um, currently, you know, uh, Rather than thinking about Syrian refugees, we've moved on to Ukrainian refugees and think about families being split apart. Think about just trying to survive right now. And everybody's looking for a favor and a handout. And uh, you would think that uh, that uh, Katie Luther, because of her last name, would be on top of the list. And maybe she was. But at the same time, um, she didn't get probably what she what she deserved as just a normal human being in this uh, refugee situation multiple times, but also because of, as Melanchthon says, because of what her husband did and quite frankly, what she gave up, right? I mean, they could have made a lot of money. Luther insisted on not uh, getting paid royalties for his writings. Right. Um, he could have been, they he could have been, a lot of stuff too. They could have been uh, maybe not fabulously wealthy, but they could have been extremely comfortable and um and because they were not for for virtuous reasons um you you pay a price for that at the end end of your life and so she 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 definitely had had gone through that as well so um we did a whole nother episode on or a session on on katie luther if you want to go back and you're interested about her um we did mention some of this stuff about her being a refugee but we just wanted to kind of tie things up in the immediate aftermath of Luther's death, of what happens immediately for Katie and her children. And so... Uh, and that would be session 33, part 33 of the series, if you're wondering. Going back to Katie with a fantastic story, a runaway nun. I mean, you yeah. couldn't make this up. This is a Hollywood story. I'm surprised somebody hasn't made this into a into a period piece. You know, mm -hmm. this would be a good, this would be a good, uh, good television show or movie. So this is our, our last and kind of, okay, chronologically, this is what happens. We'll, we'll continue to go chronologically, but we're definitely going to be now in a post Luther kind of phase. And so just kind of, this is a, a session to kind of uh, tie a bow on, um, uh, the, the late, uh, 1540s and early 1550s, what happens to Luther's immediate family. Uh, kind of a tragic story. Um, and yet I think, uh, well, she knew the gospel. She knew where she was going. And uh, she has what we would say is a good death spiritually, uh, even though it was a little bit cut short because of her, um, of her accident on the way to Torgau. But anyway, anything you want to add on the, on the back end there? Wade? I thought you did a good job. 
especially considering this was not my most focused session. No, and uh, this is, and and this is probably not either of our wheelhouses. This particular, I would say, maybe an added blessing that comes out of this from your your loving admonition is that all of us, my, not myself included, but all of those in our listening audience who do not have wills, mm. maybe think about mm. getting a, a will prepared as well. Mm-hmm. For the, in memory of Katie Luther. Mm. There you go. Maybe you can put that in there, in memory of Katie Luther. Mm-hmm. I, now, I, I now take on this responsibility I should have already taken on. Yeah. All right. I'll have it in there with the Paul Bunyan stuff. All right. And if you have a will or not have a will, hey, let the bird fly. But maybe do a will. But probably you should do a will. Another round, another round, another round, one more round won't get me down. 